Welcome to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, and how all of it applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke. I'm host. This is episode number 56, and I got Lauren with me this week. How you doing? It's good to be back, Brooke. You had quite a week last week. Got stuck in San Diego, California. <laughs> um, I think it's the opposite of hell on earth. Okay. It was uh, beautiful. It was 60 degrees. There are places that I could imagine being stuck in that would be worse. Well, during an ice storm, it was 60 degrees out there. <laughs> and every Uber car I was in, I was in way too many Uber cars because uh-huh. my stay just kept getting extended. Uh-huh. Every driver's like, oh, I'm sorry about the weather. You're from Texas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about the weather out here. This is not. And I'm like, are you getting me? You this is bad no weather? Idea. It's in the <laughs> teens at home. Everything is covered in no. two inches of ice. I'm, you had a... You and everybody that I, I ditched here in Wichita Falls had uh-huh. a little bit of a of a nasty week, right? Ice. I, I mean, it was it wasn't that bad. I don't think at least. But stuck at home for we were a couple days. We were stuck at home. The kids were out of school already Monday and Tuesday, and then with the ice on Tuesday, they canceled Wednesday. It didn't clear up, and it got worse on on so, Wednesday. So there actually, Thursday. to be clear, there was no school the entire week. We did not have the entire I, week. I of think school. that's just now yeah. clicking for me, and I knew that, but. Yeah. That's a long week for parents. It is a long week for parents, <laughs> yes. I felt for my wife on many occasions. I mean, we were home. We were home, too. I actually came up here multiple times because um, my vehicle handles that kind of a thing a little bit better than others. So I came up to the office and did some did some stuff that I need to get done working for at the movies and things like that. But uh, So there were times that I got to get away that you know my, my wife didn't because the kids were all at home. And I had an excuse to get out of the house, and so she, you know, jumped on whatever excuse we could think. Well, of. and you got the uh, all-terrain vehicle and some some mad driving skills. My oh, yeah. my wife, <laughs> even though she does have the all-wheel drive soccer mom minivan, yeah, she she just for at least a couple of days was like, I'm not going out there. Yeah, and I know that if I was home, there there would have been at least one or two moments where I'm like, I'll I'll run to the store yeah. or I'll I'll get yeah. us out, you know, for a little bit because I I grew up driving in that stuff. Well, there's one thing. It's it's one thing to drive on snow. You're right. You ice know, is different. Packed snow, snow on top of ice, like those kinds of things. Like You're there's right. still some traction. Yeah, this I don't was, care how good a driver you are. This was like solid ice. <laughs> like the roads were literally just solid ice. Yeah. And uh, so that was. I get that. That was entertaining. I, I usually like when these kinds of things happen. I throw a snow shovel in the back of the car just in case somebody's stuck or I get stuck or whatever, so that I have some recourse. And I didn't even. Didn't even attempt this time because I was like, I mean, there's nothing I can do. Like, snow shovel's not going to help me. Yeah. This is two inches thick ice. It's just, I mean, there's people ice skating outside in parking lots because it's like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, Carrie said our cul-de-sac looked like a nice little ice skating rink. Yeah. The kids were out there. Oh, yeah. Just skating around in their shoes. Yeah. You know? Kids had a blast yeah. skating in socks. and. I haven't heard of any people that wiped out, broke, broke limbs, had... Fender benders. I haven't heard any stories. I'm I mean, sure, I'm sure there are some. There were not very many people driving around, at least when I was out. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But well, we have a we have an interview uh, that we are going to get to here at the end um, with Michelle Stevens, yes. who is the women's program director at Faith Refuge. I got to sit down with her and uh, following our service this weekend. Uh, I'm so glad. Talk I'm... to her about what they do there at Faith, and uh, and it's it's really cool just to hear her. She's she you can tell how much she loves the uh, the women that she gets to work with, and 
Um, and especially yesterday, as as uh, you know, we we had baptisms, and there were several of them involved there. So, you know, there was a moment when I I, I mentioned in our services, especially first service yesterday, that uh, we were going to do that interview with Michelle, and so I mentioned her name, and you know, everybody went crazy and clapped and everything. <laughs> and my first thought was, wow, like this whole church just went nuts for Michelle. And then I realized. It was about 12 or 14 very loud vocal women <laughs> who love Michelle. It yeah. spoke it spoke volumes to the respect they have for her and yeah. appreciation and love they have for her. Well, and Michelle's been here for um a while and uh, you know I think about people like um like Jessica Swiger that have come alongside her and uh Doyla Motley that jumped in and um, you know, went to the clubs as they uh, as they as they did for a long time, and and were were really caring for women in the clubs, and and this is just another extension of mm-hmm. of the way that she loves the people around her, and and uh, um, and a lot of times the people that need it. So, you know, I had uh, I had one older gentleman come up to me after first service, and uh, he lives in the the Fort Worth area, and he drove over because his granddaughter was one of these ladies that wow. was baptized. Um, I'll leave names out. And he just wanted to, I mean, it wasn't me personally he was thinking. He wanted to thank our church for the way we have um, just partnered with with Faith Refuge and Michelle and and been just, if, if nothing more than a Sunday morning hour mm-hmm. that we've been able to be a part of their ongoing um, recovery and, and ministry and and then obviously CR and its role mm-hmm. in in some of, some of the ladies' lives for sure, um, if not a lot of them, uh, just very affirming. And uh, I could see he he had a, a a look of deep sincerity and gratitude in his eyes mm-hmm. that that he just wanted to express. So wanted to pass that on really to all of our listeners who pray and are part of Colonial Ministry. It's just it's just fun to be a part of what God's doing in different cracks and corners, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, I was thinking um today is uh today is my my son's 6th birthday. Uh-huh. He he woke up Kendrick. super early and was running through the house thrilled about literally everything. <laughs> uh and I mean like he could not sleep last night. Uh he still struggles with this sense of time and what means what and so like days ago he's like, "Okay, so how many years until I turn 6?" Oh. And I'm like, Buddy, it's it's two sleeps. You go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, and then you go to does sleep that, and you wake up in the morning. Does that make the most sense to him? Two sleeps. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, like, what if I take a nap right now? Exactly. Does that count? <laughs> uh, so today is today is our son's my, our son's birthday, and I was just thinking about it from this perspective of um, we were we were here. Um, we had moved to Wichita Falls, and uh, and went through the adoption process, and so there were a lot of people that were very supportive of us. Um, throughout that whole process financially mm. um prayer wise uh coming alongside meals um all kinds of things as we went through all of that and uh, i just thought that was that was a a cool thing that you know what 6 years ago our uh, our our son was born in Houston Texas and uh um this church played a very instrumental part in <laughs> keeping us sane and fed as we uh, as we went through all that. So I thought that was really cool. I love it. Yeah. That's, that is an example of, you know, did colonial tangibly directly, uh, help you with that adoption process or have anything to do with, with Kendrick's placement in your family or no, 
but it's your support system. Mm -hmm. It's your, it's while we were going through that hard, Mm -hmm. beautiful process, colonial is my family. And so, you know, are we directly involved with these ladies day to day lives at faith refuge? No, no, Michelle and those folks are doing all the hard, heavy lifting. And those girls are doing the hard, heavy work, you know, of putting one foot in front of the other. And in the case of these 10 ladies yesterday, trusting God and colonial just happens to be, I like to use this phrase. We just happen to be in the room. Mm. We just happen to be in the room while God's doing his thing. Right. And we're, we're just like a support system, mm-hmm. you know, cheering them on. Yeah. That's what I've, when I, when I'm teaching and when I'm, uh, worshiping with those ladies in the auditorium specifically, I don't know how much of an impact we're having on them. Hmm. Uh, I know they're having an impact on us because yeah. I think we just get to watch God work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's just interesting. You know, I don't know how many times we, we think, okay, well, what am I going to do? And it's like, man, it's just, sometimes it's just be there. Yeah. Be alongside them. Yeah. Come alongside them. Love I, them when you can. I have a friend that we started church together way back in our thirties and I still have him. He's an engineer, uh, in Houston, still have him in my brain because he would he would always say the same thing. He's like, it's all about showing up. Hmm. It's all about showing up. It's not nearly as much about what you do once you show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all about showing up. I think there's some truth to that for sure. Yeah. Well, it's also uh, tonight slash tomorrow. Today slash tomorrow is our 14th wedding anniversary. So out shout town. out to my wife. The milestone okay. moments just keep coming for the I James know. family. Well, it's the time of year. I had, a, you know, did eight you days say, ago was wait, another wait. birthday. Did you say 14th slash 15th? No, no, no. It's our 14th. I said today slash tomorrow because oh, oh. We, we got married on a leap day, and so we don't have one of those. Oh. So, so really, it's like your fourth or fifth? It's our third and a half. <laughs> third and a half anniversary. <laughs> so uh, in two more years, we'll have a real one. Um, but yeah, so that was That's that was cool. Fun. Cool. You're so, like an old married couple now, I know, bro. right? That's just crazy. So, <laughs> I did enjoy. Uh, if anybody um, was part of the teaching experience yesterday, um, I did enjoy being at a restaurant for lunch yesterday, and my 16 year old uh, Emily nudging me, and she's like, "Look behind you!" And I look behind me. And there's this <laughs> older couple, just the two of them, and she goes. I can tell that they really love each other. Uh, she was listening. <laughs> and I'm like, no way, you heard what I said. <laughs> but also, I love that she was observing, yeah. and um, I, cu- I couldn't tell, by the way. I was I was looking for it, but, <laughs> but I'm glad she thought she uh, saw something. I'm not sure she saw what she saw, but yeah. Well, okay, so we talk about this all the time, like the things that are going on in the world, and we don't always have tons of time to talk about some of this, and I don't even know what really to talk about, but everything that's going on in the Ukraine right yeah. now, the Ukraine, in Ukraine, I don't know why I said the, I think, I think, is it? I think we often say the I Ukraine. I, I think know. we do. It just came that, out that Maybe way. that alone is a good intro to reveal how little we know <laughs> there you go. about there you geopolitical go. <laughs> issues. I mean, yeah, so it's like, there's big stuff going on. Yeah, big stuff, to say the least. You know, I... The first thing that comes to mind as you bring up that subject matter is it's heavy. It's, uh, it's scary. There's there is invasion. There Mm -hmm. is war going on. There's some awful images. You know what? I have two quick thoughts, one on a more serious note and then one on a, uh, encouraging note on a more serious note. One thing that really resonated with me is just an encouragement from a Christian leader I was listening to this weekend on a podcast 
And he said, we've just got to really be careful about where we're getting our information. Hmm. Um, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to take that seriously, too. I, I've seen a couple things go viral already on the Facebook, uh, as I like to call it. And and he, partly because of my uh, my cynicism a little bit, maybe, if I'm honest. I'm like, is that real? Is that a true story? But hmm. I think before we pass things around quickly and either celebrate or get upset about um, images, stories, man, I just think we got to be really careful and take take really loosely what we're where we're finding these stories and stuff. I, th- I think we've got to I think we've got to be careful what we're getting information. I, I I'll take that opportunity to go back to something. I think it was a couple summers ago where that incident happened um, in D.C. Um, out in the public square with a Native American that was being um, mm-hmm. kind of mocked and and chastised by these kids um, and like other people, um, but I need to own my own part. I jumped all over that, mm. and I said something the very next day. I think it was the next day on a Sunday morning and how it broke my heart and how that's not okay. And only to find out, you know, within a, within a, maybe days, but at most a week or two, oh, there's a lot more to that story. Mm. Oh, there was some complexity going on there. And it was, that imagery was used by more than one group mm. to communicate something. And I don't even know, if I'm honest, how well I apologized for that then. But like, it brings it to mind today. I'm like, ah, I don't want to be too quick to react to stories or to inspirational things or, or heartbreaking things. Cause it, I, it goes without saying that all the parties in play, Russia mm-hmm. included are, are going to be doing things online to, to provide misinformation. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit, um, uh, humbling and scary to think, what do I trust when it mm. comes to information? You know? So that's, that's one serious thing that comes to mind about this whole thing we're watching from afar. But on a more encouraging, uplifting thing, this is right off a of Sports Center. Um, I loved the clip of a professional soccer game in Lisbon, Portugal. Oh, did you see that this weekend? Mm-mm. Uh, and it's just a little thing, but it moved me because this Ukrainian player, you know, all these players on these professional soccer teams are from all over the place. Right. Um, some of them are European, some of them are South American, some of them are, you know, even from Russia. And, um, there was a player that subbed in from Ukraine or the Ukraine, as you called it. <laughs> um, and as he was subbing in, the place went bananas mm. And as he's running onto the field, they kept going bananas. And as he took his position, like the ref didn't start play because the crowd still was going. And it showed mm-hmm. signs, we are with you, Ukraine. And, and it zoomed in on his face. And um, he was pretty stone-faced, like, let's play ball. Mm-hmm. And it kept zooming in on his face. And he was pretty stone-faced, let's play ball. And then finally he cracked. Mm. It was a good 12, 14 seconds in, and he just lost it. Mm. And he, it was like he was overcome by this crowd of, I don't know, 80, 90,000 people yeah. all saying, we right. are with you, hmm. you know? And that, that in some ways, kind of captured the weekend for me of the world's attention is all there right now. Mm-hmm. So even, even people like you and me, Brooke, in a little church in Texas who don't know what <laughs> to say, we can acknowledge the world's attentions on, on what's going on in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Um, and everybody's a little tense and worried and 
understandably so. Right. You know. Well, the the um, you know, I think I think at times like this, we we tend to want to get practical and say, okay, well, what can we do? Yes. What can we do? How can I help? Yes. And it's like, well, I mean, it's a war on the other side of the planet, so right. not sure there's a whole lot that I can do physically. Right. Um, I, uh, I got an email from, um, uh, one of the, one of my contact at, um, world relief who we, we used when we, um, reached out and, and supported, a, an Afghan family coming into the United States uh-huh. and, um, as well as some help in, and, in, in Haiti. In what, Haiti what, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so because of things that are just still in the middle of unfolding, it's not like we know everything, right, right. you know? Their thing is, you know what, all of this is going on, and so the best thing that we can do is pray. We yeah. can pray for the leaders mm-hmm. of the conflict on both sides. Mm-hmm. We can pray for the people that are in harm's way, the people that are putting themselves in harm's way, mm-hmm. the innocent people that are just standing by, and that their expectation is that there could be millions and millions of uh, of refugees fleeing, depending on how this goes. That's a good so, word. That's a good word, Brooke. So it's like, I mean, there may not be a, let's write a check to this thing, yeah. or let me go grab these Supplies materials or, or whatever. But at this point, the best thing we can do is is to pray for yep. pray for those things. Yep. I, I, would, I would add to our prayer list in that regard only one specific, which is pray for, pray for the church in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, like what... I, I, my brain goes to, okay, you know, this is not Red Dawn come to life and, <laughs> and us wrestling with, you know, the Russians parachuting into Wichita Falls like, you know, they did in the movie. Um, but what would we do? What, what would the church's role be if, if we were in, you know, the Ukraine right now? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a real world question for the church that is there. Not, we, we can't write checks and maybe do some practical things from here. But I'm just I'm praying, as well as all the other people you mentioned, w- political leaders on both sides, and all the people in harm's way, and all that. I'm also praying for wisdom and discernment for the church there, mm-hmm. um, because we we know that this is not all there is, and um, in so many ways, you know, Jesus calls us to lay down our lives for for our friends. That's the greatest expression of love. What does it look like for the church to serve and be present? in that chaos, you know, um, leaders who are wrestling with, do we, do we leave today? Do we stay Yeah. and, and try to care for the wounded? Do we fight? Do we, what do we do? Do mm-hmm. we, do we leave and come back and try to deal with the aftermath? I mean, they're making hard, having to make hard decisions, life and death ones, life and death ones that, that in so many obvious ways, most of us can't relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what I'd I'd do in those situations for sure. It's a great. I'm glad you said that though, Brooke, because we I even alluded yesterday to our our people from the stage. Hey, our we're, our leadership's going to pray and wrestle with what what's our role. I think really easy to say. Our initial role is nothing but prayer. Mm-hmm. Let let's let mm-hmm. some facts come out as to what opportunities might be might be might be that we yeah. can do something tangible. But for now. Let's cry out to God on their behalf for sure. Yeah, it's weird to you know once again be in a place where it's like I don't know, I don't know how to help. I yeah, know, you know, it's not, it's not on, it's not up to me. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm just a bystander. Yeah, in some ways. So I don't know. Well, 
Okay, how about a lighter note? Um, we had uh, several baptisms this weekend. I, I love, I always love to hear um, your perspective. Um, I didn't get to see all of them. Uh, I, my job takes me to different places around campus, especially on Sundays when things are not working. So I had to scramble all over the place at some times yesterday. But so uh, baptisms, how many were there? I believe there were 10 in the first service, all from uh, Faith uh, Refuge, okay. the ladies involved there. Yes. And then in the second service, I believe there were five. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was a fun day to celebrate just all the... And everybody's got their own stories, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I, I think it's safe to say... I can't speak firsthand to all the stories, but I think it's safe to say, you know, it's not like 15 people came to know Jesus middle of last week. Um, everybody's got their stories of, of when they came to know Jesus, what, what, what's brand new, what's, what's not that new, but they haven't yet celebrated publicly mm-hmm. um, through baptism. Um, but man, that was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, those are. It's it's just always that's that's one of those like celebration days. You yeah, know? So it's for like, sure. Hey, we're gonna start out doing something that we don't always get to do, but it's it's just a different a different deal, a different Absolutely. experience. So that's that's tons of fun. So that's awesome. Well, we are now at day twenty eight. Currently, uh, this is this is Monday, the twenty eighth of February, as we are. Very, very nearing the end of our 30 days of prayer and fasting with Awaken mm-hmm. and, uh, and our series. Um, how you feeling 28 days in? Um, I feel, we talked a little bit about this before we hit record. I feel mostly really good about it. I, I love my <laughs> own personal experience. Um, I am more excited, I think, than anything about, uh, especially as a pastor, just I I've, I long for us to be connected to what God's doing across the city. Mm-hmm. So I just I love that we have been intentional to partner with eight other churches. I just I don't want to. I don't think that we can overstate how big that is. Hmm. Churches just don't partner often. Don't partner well. Um, and even though it's more of a simultaneous, separate experience, right rather than we're all at the MPEC or mm-hmm. we're all, you know, marching down the street or we're all serving this community. And so sure. it's, it's more of a simultaneous, you know, separate experience, but I love it. I love that we're, we've been doing that. Um, I also think probably one of my biggest questions that you and I broached, uh, off air already, uh, coming out of this is I, I don't know that we talked about it nearly as much as maybe I thought we would, hmm. whether it's on the podcast or it's uh, on Sunday mornings or it's you know the other platforms of communication we use uh, during the week, um, but I think I'm mostly okay with that too. I I don't know because it, it's I just have visions from Scripture of Jesus saying, "Don't pray like the Pharisee on the corner. Pray in your closet and um, and don't." Don't let everybody see you serving and sacrificing. Don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Um, it's a heart thing. It's a, it's please me. Don't please people. Mm. And and so to have this communal aspect of fasting and praying, uh, I don't know that we did that really well. But I don't know how else to do it if that mm. makes any sense. Yeah, and and as we talked about, it, it's like. 
those are the, those are kind of the the conversations that we end up having with people that we're in relationships with, you know, um, as we're you know in 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 small groups or in um, you know one on one or whatever kind of conversations, right. rather than hey somebody else come up on stage and tell us how it's going, you know. Right. Um, and I think I think I mean to me a lot of that is is the intent behind it, you know. Are we intending to, um, you know pump ourselves up and feel better and hey look at me and sure. you know and and to me I, like I've been a part of a fast um before that felt that way and and I think it in a, neg- in a, in in a, a kind negative, of negative yeah that it, it felt like well let's see who's the most spiritual mm. by whatever they're cho- they're yes. choosing or whatever and it's like that kind of thing pushed me farther and farther away from well let me see if I can come up with an excuse for why I'm not really going to do this cuz I don't want to yep you know. I wouldn't be surprised if we had some people resist participation in this consciously or subconsciously because of past experiences like mm. that. I, I, you hit on the head. I think my greatest hope from a shared experience standpoint was would be if you're in a group. Um, mm. You know, for those of you that are listening that are not connected in the church, it's it's more of a Sunday morning hour experience uh, or even an online only experience. I, I think that it just makes it a lot harder to, to have a shared experience with something like this. I think yeah. for those of you that are in a group, I trust you've at least had the opportunity to be sitting in a living room with, you know, six, eight, 12 other people mm-hmm. and, and share stories. And what do you hear the Lord saying and what's been convicting and, and you don't have to worry about, you know, your, your motivations being questioned because mm-hmm. you, you know each other, you yeah. know? So, um, I mean, I know those are, those are some of the conversations that I've enjoyed, just, you know, conversations with my wife and, you know, talking about what's going on and what we're praying for and, um, you know, yeah. th- those kinds of things. And, you know, talking even even last week, getting to talk to um, Kelly and Daryl and, you know, some friends of mine that, you know, it wasn't necessarily on on the podcast, but that we could, you know, we could have conversation together and, and we have that shared Maybe it's not a shared experience in that everybody is out and open and, and explaining what we're doing and how we're doing it, but you can have that, you know, at least it's that shared experience of we're going through similar things. Right, right. You know? I did really, by the way, I, uh, I really did enjoy last week's episode without me. You, Kelly, and Daryl. You're just trying to get out of it. No, well, maybe. But <laughs> you guys you guys had fun. You were honest. And to, to even the point of what we're talking about, I loved, I thought Daryl and Kelly embodied even in a marriage, even in a mm-hmm. household, just two very different perspectives mm-hmm. on it. You know, Daryl's like, ah, I just want to keep it to myself. I just want to, mm-hmm. this is, this is a me and God thing. Mm. And Kelly going, well, I, I, I like being a part of something bigger and, mm-hmm. and getting to share with each other how it's going. And, and yet I, I, they both affirmed the tension in that and how we're trying to handle that. Well, I just, yeah, that was one of many moments in last week's episode that I really enjoyed you guys. That was fun. Well, that's good. That's good. It was, it was, it was fun to have them, um, you know, people that we've had for, uh, you know, that have been a part of Colonial for a, a long time now and have served in so many different ways. Just, it's always fun to have them on mm. here and, mm. uh, or it really just to get down and have a conversation and, you know, hang out. So can't argue you get to do both at the same time, right? Okay, so it's the not only is it the end of our the end of our fast here in a couple of days, it's also the end of our awakened series that we've been in uh, in Luke fifteen, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the prodigal son, the older brother, 
and uh, and and this week talking about um, really loving Jesus rather than um, knowing about Him, mm. having the information, uh, you know, reading the Bible as a as a source of you know an encyclopedia of details and data rather than the story of Jesus to build a relationship with Him. Right. All that's true, and I guess I guess my hope that whether I stated it clearly or not, coming off of those four weeks on Luke fifteen, is to really say, okay, if if God loves us that much, mm-hmm. which He just those stories just ooze. I'm I'm crazy about you. I notice when you wander off, or you are hurt, or you rebel, or you're stuck in your religion. I notice, and I move toward you, and I embrace you, and I. I invite you back into relationship. I invite you back home. I invite you back to the flock, so to speak. Um, okay, how do we respond? That's really where I was trying to go is mm-hmm. what do we do with all that? And which is, I think, one of your favorite things. How does this apply to our lives, Lauren? <laughs> and I don't know what else to say except, okay, okay, how do we love him back then? If he loves us that much, how do we love him back? Which does touch on exactly what you just said okay, let's not be religious anymore. Let's not make it about a list of do's and don'ts. Let's not go through the motions. How do we embrace him back? If he's embracing us on the front porch, mm-hmm. you know, the older brother saying, come back in. If he's embracing us as we've come back home as the rebel, um, if, he's, if he's picking us up with joy, like he did with the, the lost sheep, how do we, how do we love him back? And uh, I, I, I think that hits me squarely. It certainly hits me as a relational connector type because to me it's all about relationships. It's not about information. And I got to be careful there because maybe some of our analytical thinkers in the crowd are like, okay, I get I get it, relational guy. <laughs> but I think that's the gospel. You know, I don't think the gospel is nearly as much about doctrine as it is about relationship. I think the doctrine is the undergirding, the, yeah. the, the support um, well, I think it's also it's it is uh, it's entirely possible to be in relationship without having to be in relationship with everyone. True, you know. True. Uh, as a as an introvert, yeah, I can have I can have a couple of close people and right. be in relationship and and do that and not be super excited to get yep. up on stage and you know. Oh yeah, share Those, my that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Being a networker or having a hundred friends has nothing to do with the gospel. <laughs> the gospel is. Is as as Eugene Peterson puts it uh, in Second Corinthians five, uh, the message of the gospel is um, become friends with God. He's already friends with you. Hmm. I love that that he says that so so clearly in Second Corinthians five. Paul says, "Become friends with God. He's already friends with you." Yeah. Um. So, uh, what of those of those uh, aspects of letting go? resonated with you Brooke you know I think uh, we talked see. about letting go of control right living living with Jesus and um, and and letting go of stuff control uh, let's say I wrote them down um, control your religious sensibilities managing outcomes reputation playing it safe uh, I don't know I don't know if I can say um, this one because <laughs> I feel like it's all of them <laughs> It's like there's so many, and it's probably control. I think that's probably what I find myself praying the most is, God, thank you for being in control Mm. when I can't, when I'm not. And, uh, you know, 
in my in my better moments praying thanking god that i am not in control because mm. <laughs> because that wouldn't necessarily be a good thing it might might seem like it could but I, and i think i think we live in a we live in a society where that is the thing you know we're in control. You're in control of your, you know, I think about the, the choose your own adventure book. So it's oh, like, I love those you know, things. back in the, back in the day is like, like when you fourth, get fifth here, grade, I devour this those page suckers or go to this page. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I feel like that's how we live our lives. You know, it's like everything is at our fingertips and we get to choose, you know, what's your destiny going to be. And, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's up to you. And that just screams, you know, I have control over my life. And I think as we, Maybe we, maybe we get older. Maybe we have more life experience, and we look at it and say, "Yeah, no, I, I, I might try to control some things, but I don't have control. I don't have control over sickness and cancer, and yeah. uh, you know, the the car wreck that is from somebody on the coming from the other side. Mm. You know, I don't have control over a country invading another country. I don't have control. Mm. You know, and and so I think that's a, I think that's if I had to pick one, probably that one, but. Um, you know what? I think letting go of religious sensibilities is um, is one that would probably be very sensitive to to dive into, um, but very much. I mean, that's that's the story. Are of, you saying there's subject matters that are sensitive ooh, to dive into? Maybe on the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, but isn't I, that the story of? Okay, so I know you've been telling me this for forever now, but um, I finally watched the first season of The Chosen. You and just now watched that. I just now did, yeah. And uh, but it's like, you know, the, I should celebrate, but I'm, I'm I want I want to shame you for some reason. <laughs> it's fine, I can live with it. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, <laughs> the uh, I loved the, and I'm going to ruin it now. But the story of Nicodemus, to me, is this religious sensibility. Yes, like he is confronted with the truth, with the the the. Um, the person of Jesus, the mm. relationship that he could have, mm. but he couldn't let go of those religious sensibilities. He couldn't let go of the, of the things that he had, the things that he wanted, his reputation, uh, the, the managing the outcome, if you will, of, of what the rest of his life would look like, what his wife would think, what his, mm. the scholars around him, the, the students learning from him, and he couldn't let go of it. And I thought they did such a good job of showing his, like, him wrestling with it around the corner as Jesus is like, I know you're there. Anybody else? <laughs> Going once? <laughs> one and a half? I thought that was some you know, embellishment, but some biblical for sure. embellishment. Some good... I'm not saying that's straight out of Scripture. I'm just saying that that's, no, but that's an example of... We do know that Nicodemus was torn up inside. We know that, we know that much. Know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mm. think we, we live in... Um, we live in a, a, a world of we know the things that we've always done, and sometimes it's hard to get let go of those when maybe they lead us astray or they make us uh, even even get to a place where it's just a it's just a thing we go to or we're checking a box, um, as we as we like to say. But um, playing it safe, that's a oh that that, that resonates with me. That one's a can of worms right yeah, there. Yeah, I. Well, the first thing I think of when I think about playing it safe is is just a separatist mentality. You know, just uh, I just I don't associate safety with following Jesus at all. Mm. And I know that as a parent, I want that for my kids. As anybody, as as one who loves anybody, I, I pray for safety all the time. I pray for health. Yeah, but I just I don't in my mind I don't see the correlation between faithfully following Jesus and safety. 
Uh, there's no promises in Scripture of... In fact, if we read between the lines, there's more promise <laughs> of hardship and and death and persecution and... Some of um, that's not between the lines either. Like, no, some of it's not between the lines. That's true. Paul did not live a safe life. Right. Jesus obviously did not live a safe life as he was killed for it. No. You know, the the 12. Peter. None of, none of the 12. Well, I, I did misspeak yesterday because uh, somebody astutely, one, one of my good friends, David, corrected me. I think I said all the first 12 died for their faith. And actually, John was just exiled. Oh, just. <laughs> yeah. So it cost him big time. Yeah. But um, I guess you could argue, argue maybe Judas didn't die for his faith. He uh, that's an argument too. Lack of faith. You know, maybe. let me switch gears. Uh, I think even talking to you now, what what jumps out to me on that list of things to let go of is managing outcomes. Mm-hmm. I think that if I'm honest, I think in maybe some of my my worst moments in my spiritual journey, I I I think I'm bargaining with God that if I trust Him in this, then He's going to come through for me in that. If mm-hmm. I, if I give in in this area, if I sacrifice in this way, then He will bless me in this other area. Um, and that's, there's, again, there's nothing. There's nothing in Scripture about that either. Yeah. But I, 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 I rationalize that and I try to bargain with Him. But, but w- another place this that that idea of letting go of managing outcomes. I go back to the Sermon on the Mount, which we studied last year. And the very difficult teachings of Jesus, when someone says, okay, if we live like Jesus, then then it's going to work. Mm. I go, ah, well, what do you mean by it's going to work? What is Be- it? Because <laughs> if, if, if we live like Jesus, to go back to the Sermon on the Mount and, and love our enemies, how's that going to go for us? You know, it could go any number of directions. Mm-hmm. We could die for that. Mm-hmm. We could suffer for that. If we, you know, are asked to um, walk a mile by the by the Roman soldier, so to speak, and we choose to do the hard thing and live like Jesus and walk the second mile uh, and, and have that strength and that dignity in that moment and that sacrifice, how's that going to work out for us? Well, guess what? There's no promise on how that's going to work out for us. Are we going to get something? for doing that? Are we going to be blessed for doing that? Maybe not. We might just have to walk an extra mile, you know? So the idea of, of a correlation between following Jesus and getting the outcome we want, where's my reward? It does. That does. That's not from the scripture either. Hmm. It's, um, I think back to, uh, Hebrews, uh, I think it's Hebrews 11, just this, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, because it's this litany of faithful heroes and all the blessings that they received. And then it's another list of faithful heroes who were killed by lions and put in prison and executed by government. And, and the last line says, and, and none of them saw the promises of God fulfilled. Hmm. And so I've even heard a, a, one of my favorite Matt Chandler teachings on that, on that subject, pastor out of, of the Village Church in Dallas, and he said, so what promises do we have as we pastor churches? You know what? My church, he said, might grow to 6,000, and we might start six satellite campuses, and I might speak at all these conferences, and you might be every bit as faithful and smart and good at communicating, and your church might shrivel up, and you might get fired, you know, mm-hmm. and um, 
And then this pastor over here in this other culture, in this other situation, literally might get killed for being faithful mm. and might be put in prison. For, he, there's no correlation in outcomes with faithfulness. Yeah. Um, so that that really speaks to me, um, which which thankfully keeps me going on the hardest days. I'm like, eh, I, I want to do what the Lord wants me to do. Yeah. And I, I can't. I can't control the outcomes. I right. certainly can't manage them. Right. You know? I mean, if you if you think about like like the, the, you know a prayer and fasting, thirty days of prayer and fasting. If it was like on the other side of this, we know what our reward's going to be. Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, of course we're going to do that because yeah. we know that this person's going to get healed and it's going to be great. Well, did gonna... you hear me say that yesterday? I mean, how many of you been praying yesterday for yeah. twenty seven yeah. days and he still hasn't come and through? And it hasn't. That's changed. trying to manage outcomes, right? You know, Honestly, Insta- I think... instead of just praying and fasting because it's what the Lord wants us to do. Mm. I think those two that that and playing it safe, like the safety side of things, like they go together. You know, yeah, it's true, true. I'm I you know I I pray for my kids. I pray for my kids' safety, and then I've started realizing I'm not necessarily praying for their safety. I'm almost praying for their managed outcomes that they don't have to be put into positions. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't. You know, yeah, there's a lot of things that I want them to be safe. I don't want them to get hit by a car. I don't want them to get cancer, and you know, any number of things. But at the same time, I want them to know Jesus in the midst of that. Mm. And, you know, stop stop praying for, hey, keep this bubble around them, but praying more of like, God, will you reveal yourself to them and let them know you and let them learn to love you and, and see you through things when those things happen? Because, um, you know, when the storms of life come, Hopefully we're built on something as as Jesus's illustration. You know, hopefully we're we've built our house on the on the rock and not on the sand, because we know they're going to come. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's life. We know yeah. those things are going to happen. So, I don't know. I, I think playing it safe and managing outcomes, or you want to get into it, control all of those things are hand in hand almost. Yeah, agree. And all of it is compared to dog dung. Everything else other than Jesus. Yep. Maybe yep. I'll bleep that out afterwards. I don't know. I'll let you decide that. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking forward. Looking yeah. forward. We're uh, we're starting a new series this weekend. Okay. We're um, starting a series for any of you that this excites or interests on looking at the life of David. Uh, described in the scriptures as a man after God's own heart, uh, far from perfect, made all kinds of awful choices as mm-hmm. well as God-honoring choices. Um, certainly one of the heroes of, of the Jewish faith, one of the heroes uh, for us as Christians, uh, Jesus in the direct line of David. Um, there's a lot to learn. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to, it's going to be a teaser of a series because we're only going to look at it for a few short weeks and we could, we could probably look at his life for three, four months if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to kicking that off and then coming to the table yeah. this Sunday. What are we going to, what are we going to eat? Chili. Chili. A lot of it. Apparently. I hope it's like 28 degrees. I hope it's sunny. It's not supposed to be. It's 20. supposed to be like warm all week. Is it really? Yeah, which is <laughs> great after some of us didn't get to experience that last week. Uh, some of us didn't experience the sun. We experienced the frozen tundra, the it. winter that, that came and went a couple of times already. I don't know. Come well, to the table. Uh, it is only 
after our 915 service. We are yes. going to have the 915 service, and that is it. So Get the if word you're out. listening, no and two you services. come to the 11 o'clock no service. No 11 a.m. service. You're going to miss the service, and you're only going to get the leftovers of chili. I'm yes. kidding. You'll probably be plenty of chili, but um, we will only have one service Correct. at 915. mundo. Are you making chili? I'm a horrible cook, so for everybody <laughs> else's sake, no, I am not. You're getting some hormels and heating it up? I will come hungry, Open though. That can. That's my promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, and having the fast over, it will be, yep. uh, you know, for anybody that's that's specifically fasting from chili, it will be nice to break that fast and... Uh, uh, enjoy that. So yep. that'll be good. In all seriousness, we're we're breaking the fast with an all church meal. We're breaking the fast with it happens to be what we normally do on the first Sunday of every month, but we're going to have communion together mm-hmm. uh, very purposefully. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend for yeah. sure. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay, I know we're going a little bit short today, um, but we wanted to uh, let you guys hear this interview with uh, Michelle Stevens from Faith Refuge and get to hear about what they do there and all of that. Lauren, anything else before we uh, get out of here? Nope, nope. Right. I, uh, I I don't want to make any promises about about uh, maybe hearing from a couple other pastors from churches we've partnered with this past month, but I know that several of us uh, as, as lead pastors at these different churches are getting together um, so maybe a little bit of a teaser that we might get to hear just what some of our our brothers and sisters across the city have experienced. Um, but no, let's let's get after it. Let's keep going. What are you laughing? What are you giggling about over there? <laughs> this is funny. Hey, is there anything else you want to say? Nope. But there's this one thing that I wanted to say. <laughs> but no, no, no. There's nothing. There's nothing. So it's good. Well, <laughs> you're just laughing at me. <laughs> yes, I am. It's, uh, we've done this 56 times. I think we're we're probably good, but. All right, we're going to pause the conversation here. This is the E6 Podcast, as always, from Colonial Church. And what? What? You want to say something? I no, see I'm, I'm you watching totally you do. close this up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm done. You can always get more information about <laughs> Colonial at colonialchurch.com or from our app that's in the Google Play You know what? I do, actually. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, Lauren would love to hear from you with all of your critiques from his message this past weekend, so please email him just to bother him. Bjames <laughs> at colonialchurch.com. Would love to read please, your emails. <laughs> please send them all. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. If you got any feedback for us, you got some questions that you want to, maybe just a topic that's like, hey, talk about this. That'd be cool. Um, we, uh, we appreciate them. So thank you for listening. We will pick up the conversation again next week. And in just a moment, hang on. We are going to have an interview with Michelle Stevens. Okay. We are back and I am sitting down with Michelle Stevens from Faith Refuge. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? Thrilled. It's a good day. Good I, it's day. a great day. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, we are recording this interview on Sunday following our services where you guys were very involved. And so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I want to okay. know um, who is Michelle and I know that you're a part of Faith Refuge. I want to know, like, what do you do there? So who, who is Michelle um, that our, all of our people get to know yeah. you? I'm the women's director at Faith Refuge. Okay. And what that means is I am over the recovery program. Okay. And overseeing that. What is mm-hmm. what is the recovery program? Who's it for? What's it look like? Okay. The recovery program is set up actually on a, a 9 to 13 month kind of okay. program where if you're recover if you want to recover from 
some of the women will come to us and they'll be addicts. This mm-hmm. could be drugs. This could be alcoholism. This could be bad relationships. This could be many things. Yeah. And so it's cross-centered. And they come in for a nine-month, really, it's a work program, so it's we offer it free. Um, but they come in and there's a curriculum set up where they're focusing. We've got... We've got boundaries classes. We've got, Lord, I want to be whole about Stormy Armardian um, that volunteers are walking them through. Um, they progress through the program where they're doing uh, different books, Experiencing the Heart of Jesus by Max Lucado. Mm. But it's very Christ-centered. They're working their steps. Uh, they're a big focus on that fourth step of making a moral inventory of mm. their lives, what they've done, what others have done. Um, they're doing that during the Lord, I Want to Be Whole book, and then they're actually responding to that step four with the truth, maybe things that they've carried for a long time about, um, let's say they've had some kind of um, sexual abuse as a child that they've carried guilt yeah. with, and so they're taking this moral inventory, the step four that we we go through in our Celebrate Recovery, and they're responding to that with the truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll tell them if if you still feel like you're too harsh on yourself and let's pretend like let's take this step four and let's pretend like this is someone else. What would you say to them? Hmm. Let, let's find let's find the truths here and, and right. so they'll write a letter and they'll respond to that step four and they get a lot of healing there. But then they're moving on into that forgiveness and letting go and grabbing onto the hope they have in Christ that we've found in Christ. So it's extremely cross centered and yeah crosses among us we have several women there that they they've actually gone to other programs and they're like I don't know what it is here but mm-hmm. I'm still here and I'm never anywhere more than a week <laughs> or two and I'm like it's Jesus and like, you're he's thinking here. I know it's I know Jesus. what it is he's here yeah that's it's really cool. good yeah so it's uh so so recovery from whatever they need to recover from you right. said it was nine to 13 months right. so so in that nine month focus we're going through really a, uh, an intense curriculum okay. uh, of healing and restoration and moving forward and after that there's a three-month career portion of the program where oh, okay. where where we have Microsoft teachers who are coming in mm-hmm. and training them in Microsoft we're nice. trying to build their resume they're they're working at the resale stores that they were mm-hmm. volunteering at. Now they're getting paid as paid employees. They're clocking mm. in. They're clocking out. They're saving up some money so that the, when they leave, they leave with something. They're doing budgeting classes. They're nice. doing nutrition classes where they're learning how to shop on a budget, how to cook different meals. Um, and then we actually offer a home. It's called the Victory House. Okay. So if they need that after that 12-month period, they have it where they can kind of just get their feet under them, still have some support for about a year. But so it's really a good progressive. So this is like this is like a full on thing. This isn't like you go. um, I did my job and then I go for a couple hours at the end of the day. Like this is they move there, correct? They do at the Victory House. Yes. So so they're with us at the refuge for those twelve months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it's they're in the recovery portion where we're focusing on recovery those nine months, or the career portion where they're saving up and, and just learning really awesome life skills that that will help them in their journey on they're there with us at the refuge after that then they can move on to the victory house that's that's there for them that's awesome that's great so you're basically taking them from uh a state of a need something because they're coming for they they have they have a a desire to get clean or or change some habit or or whatever get away from something to even moving them to a place where we're not just 
not just trying to help you get over this thing, but we want to set you up for, yes. you know, the rest of the rest yes. of the life and, and the, the following months and years that yes. come along with it. Do they come? Uh, it's it's the refuge is is women only, correct? It is. And then, but they can bring kids. Do they have their kids? How's that work? We do have kids uh, at the refuge. Uh, they're not part of the program right now. We are. We've got great things in store, but yeah. I can't talk on right now. But That's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but there is at the refuge. So we have this homeless shelter side um, where we do take in women and their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole wing set aside for that and case management that's mm. just over just helping them you know, get things together, yeah. get, help them get on their feet. So we do have that in a particular wing just set aside for them. And then we have single women who aren't necessarily in the program, uh, but are just, you know, mm-hmm. having, having, you know, down for whatever reason, and they need some support systems and yeah. shelter. And, and we have case management that particularly loves and walks them through things also. It's it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that, that I've been excited about is getting to see, um, getting to see you bringing um, a van full of um, of the women from from the refuge to uh, to our weekend service. Golly, Brooke, just, it's gone from a van to two vans and a pickup. <laughs> hey, that's Isn't awesome. That phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, I love good. that. And and that's some of our like uh, I guess you guys used to come to the eleven o'clock service, right. And changed to uh, the nine fifteen, right? Right, right. Or just just like 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 like, like a month ago or something right, like that. Right. And I had people coming up to me. Um, uh, it, it, during the 11 o'clock service or afterwards, and they'd be like, hey, have you reached out to Faith Refuge? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, like every once in a while I talk to them or whatever. And it's like, why? And they were like, ah, we just haven't seen, we haven't seen the women. We were just worried about them and just wanted to check oh, on them, like make okay. sure they had a way to get here. And like, so wow. everybody's like coming up with these ways that's like, okay, well yeah. maybe we could do this. And I'm like, hang on, no, 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 they, they're just... They're just here a couple hours <laughs> earlier. They're still around. It's good. Yeah. So it's 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 great to see um, the people uh, just around the church getting to see them and and get to as as Lauren would say, and he'd shake his head at me if I was if he was here. But uh, you know, rub <laughs> rub shoulders together. And like right. um, my, uh, my daughter is is serving on the at the coffee bar, and she was yeah. and she was concerned about oh, they whether love or the not coffee I know she was concerned <laughs> this morning about whether or not she was going to get here in time. Oh to have everything ready before everybody got here and um, because knowing that they were going to be here early with the baptism right. class and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so it's just, it's great to, to see that. And, and I loved that, um, that yeah, I think it was you that, that said, you know what, we just want to have a place and say, we, you know, we're, we're part of colonial right. and we bring them here every week when I guess that's up to them, right. whether or not they want to come. Right. Actually, they're with me for that first. It's about the first seven months. Okay. Um, so they're they're coming with me, and then they they can opt to go, you know, wherever they want. That's part of that progression into yeah. making decisions and mm. and. But yeah, they're they're all with us. I love them. I love to be around them. They're um, um. When you get a group of women together who desperately seek, who've come to that place and say, you know, I can't. You're my only hope, Lord. Yeah. And the Spirit of God in their midst, whether it be the tears or the rejoicing, is the most incredible experience. It changed my life. I love to be around them. I, I love to be in that presence, in that 
it, it's 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 life changing hmm. for both of us, hasn't it been? It's been life changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, so let's go back a little bit. What what brought you to Faith Refuge? You're talking about being able to see that, and it's life changing just mm-hmm. for you. What brought you to being a part of this? Um, what what made you say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to spend mm-hmm. my life. Well, you know, I was a psych nurse for about 20 years, um, both on the psych side and on substance um, abuse side of nursing. And I, but I know there towards the end, the Lord had started laying it on my heart. I'm going to take you out of nursing. And, mm. and I had been praying about it and talked to a friend about it and told her, you know, I just feel like the Lord's leading me, that he's going to take me out of nursing. And she's like, you know, I know somewhere hmm. that, that, that you would be a perfect fit, and of course. But, you know, the Lord, looking back, had broke had begun breaking my heart and preparing me for it, you know, long years and years ago. Um, back when, I think you don't remember, we were doing the Wichita Falls Revival thing, and, hmm. and Colonial was going down to the, um, I think it was the Econo Lodge that y'all were setting up at okay. and doing worship. and and But he just started, like, moving my heart to get, you know, evangelism out in the streets, you know, mm. we started going to the clubs and, right. um, and, and, and reaching out to the women there, it, but it just didn't stop. And then, you know, I went through what I did with my daughter and watched my daughter, God just totally pull her out of the streets and totally set her feet on the solid rock and transform her life. Two years ago, I was mm. watching her get baptized. So, you know, I just all along, he was breaking my heart for what broke his and just kind of leading my heart that way. And um, so grateful. So not I'm only so not only were you moving in that direction, it directly involved your family right. at, at that, um, would you say it right. was a couple of years ago? It did. That, that I guess she got baptized then. She did. She said. she she ended up at the Hope Center, okay. And yeah, and and she got baptized. And I, I was thinking about the families that were there this morning, and like, what an awesome, incredible mm. thing it was for them, you know? Because I, I remember being that mom that was pleading and had almost lost hope, and came to that place where I realized that you know there's nothing more I could do. Only you could do it, Lord. And but being there in that moment and watching what God did and that his promises were true and that he completely is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I still watch him doing that thing. And so I know like how um, this morning when I woke up, I was so excited for the, for the ladies, but I'm also excited for the, the families that drove, drove in from Oklahoma and the Dallas area that, got to see God had answered their prayers. I don't know how long it was for some of them. Some of them, maybe it was a year, maybe it's been years, but Mm. they got to witness that, and I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So what's it like like being the program director at the refuge and seeing these women go through um, months of all of this curriculum and classes and all of this and deciding to come to church with you and and then to get to this place where they're like yep i need to get i need to get this i need to get baptized what's it like watching that whole progression i I, I can think of one one woman in particular when she came there she's like you know i i I haven't been clean for like 1200 days straight Hmm. and 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 you look at her now and i mean like she knows who she is and yeah. she knows who she is in Christ. But, um, like with all, a lot of us, you know, before we come to Christ and, and our heads are hung low and, and 
you see that raising of the head and that raising of the arms and that raising back, you know, eventually those shoulders start to, you know, come back and you can tell that they're walking in this assurance and this knowledge and understanding of who they mm. are. And, you know, man, this is like something really <laughs> incredible is happening here and it's God. Yeah, it's God. And he is, he is moving mountains in their lives that they came and see. And, uh, uh, the longer I'm there and, uh, the more wisdom I think I have that I can share with them, the Lord will tap me on the shoulder and he'll like, just keep pointing him to me. That's just awesome. keep pointing him to me. And yeah. And then I'm sitting around like I was on the way back. We, when we took them back a while ago, I was listening to one of the young women share with us how she was ministering to one of the other ones hmm. uh, last night that was going through a hard time. And as I was sat there listening to her, I was like, she wasn't giving her advice. She just would say, come on, let's go. Let's go pray. Let's take this to Jesus. And mm. I'm like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. That's, that's they're so awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know like uh, Tanner, Tanner loves that service yeah. now. You know, like sometimes, sometimes from the stage perspective, um, uh, you know, an earlier service, the early service tends to be one that's like, okay, we're trying to get people to wake up a little yeah. bit. They don't respond <laughs> as well. And, but to have those women sitting up front, I know that he just eats that up. He loves oh, to having too. them I up front because them. they're so, they're just so alive. into it and alive, alive and, and having fun mm. and enjoying, uh, worshiping. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's so much fun to have them there mm -hmm. and, and that's great. And mm -hmm. so how many of them, how many of them got baptized um, nine. This morning, nine, nine of them did. Nine. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's really awesome. cool. <laughs> and then one of uh, the other ladies who is towards the end of our program, she she actually baptized baptized one of them too. Nice. That was pretty phenomenal. That's really yeah. cool. It's been good. Well, we are we are excited about um, the possibility of getting out to the refuge and doing some things. Um, alongside you guys, with you guys, and what you're doing there. I know we have some of our uh, small groups already come out to right. the refuge and yes. do some of the dinners or whatever. So mm -hmm. for anybody that is, um, that's just thinking, man, I, I'd like to be a part of that in some mm -hmm. way. Uh, I'm totally putting you on the spot here. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't warn you, but uh, okay. <laughs> what, what are ways, what are some ways that somebody maybe just on the other side of this, listen to this podcast could okay. say, I want to be a part of that whether that's financially, whether that's time-wise, whether that's, um, I don't know, mentoring or driving or anything. What, what, would, what would it look like for somebody to be a part of what you guys are doing? So um, there is, like you said, a lot of areas uh, where you can volunteer um, and just like in giving of your time there, either place the refuge or the mission. Um, if, you go, if you go to the, the website, which is the Falls Faith Mission, um, there's a place where it goes volunteer and there's an application you can fill out, which lists like several areas that you might be interested and you get with Paula. Mm -hmm. I think you met Paula. I did, yeah. She's pretty phenomenal. And um, and she will get you connected and get you started in the area. But I mean, there's there's so much more more out there than I ever dreamed when I first came out there and walked through it. I, I mean, we have volunteers who are teaching computer classes. We have volunteers who are teaching boundaries classes. Hmm. We have volunteers that are teaching experiencing the heart of Jesus and Lord, I want to be whole. We have volunteers that are helping us get to different places, you know, get to their appointments and they're literally driving volunteers. We have teams that are coming out and preparing meals and doing chapel services. And I mean, like it's endless. I know it's endless. Uh, 
the ways that you can serve and and mentor and love on these women and be part of changing their lives. So we have small groups. Uh, I think I think it's the um, uh, the Marchands group yes. comes yes. out there frequently, mm-hmm. right? And so they come they and do. do dinners. They do. Right? Is that what they they come out a Friday every month? A Friday yes, every do. month. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that with look a like? phenomenal meal? With a phenomenal with meal. With a phenomenal meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's um so, so they do they come out and they do chapel so they have a team that does i think i saw um um your your it was actually your worship group that came out okay just friday night and uh, so they come out and they do some worship and somebody may testify or you know mm-hmm. have a have a service a message bring a message and then they carry on into the dining room where they just kind of you serve them, so you've brought a meal, and you're serving them, and, and then you just go through there, and you can sit and enjoy and get to know them and and talk to them and hear about the incredible things that God is doing in their lives and leave here like, wow, mm. like, God, you're so phenomenal. Like, yeah. it's uh, there's nothing like serving to, like, even to bring life to yourself and this renewed sense that, you know, God is in control and he's still doing amazing, incredible things. And yeah, so it's pretty good. So we can basically serve by teaching computer things or, hello, or math or, hello. yeah, or, There's or, so or many whatever, areas. whatever, There's so many areas. whatever odd we have women who experience you, we have. Yeah. We're, we're, and we're getting them connected with GED and they're going through GED we, with region nine. So, I mean, tutors, they're just, it's endless, yeah. I, you know, I, it's endless. All the way up to doing a full service and yes. having a meal and yeah. getting to sit down with them. And God is a great. practical God, like, you know, <laughs> where where he gives us these opportunities to let them know we, we really care about you, you know, and I don't just care about your, getting you into church, but I care about the, those feet that have calluses and I want to treat yeah. them. I, I yeah. care about that stomach that's hungry. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, and the, it's set up that way, like where we're meeting, trying to meet people's practical needs all the way to their spiritual needs, but doing it all in love from beginning to end. And yeah. What about, what about donations? Um, like, like things, items, clothing, is there is there a benefit to doing that, or is that just go to the resale and it's still ultimately beneficial? But so it is. Okay. So, so so this is a work program. So they're 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 volunteering at the store and uh, at e- either of the resale stores. They're, they're volunteering them there so many hours a week besides the curriculum. So anything going into those stores is going back into these programs and uh, in, into the the whole operations of the mission. Um, so, so when you contribute to the store, you're really contributing to the, to the whole, whole uh, ministry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if you have particular things that you're wanting to just to, to donate to the refuge, you can bring them to the refuge and you can be like, I just want this stuff to stay here. But anything that is there is uh, whether it's at the resale stores or at the refuge, of course, we're going to serve our clients with them, um, whether it's the males or the female side. So so it doesn't matter where yeah. it goes. We're yeah. so grateful for it, and we're going to get it yeah. to the ones who need it, wherever it is. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would want somebody listening to this to know about Faith Mission, Faith, Mission, Faith Refuge that we haven't covered? 
Jesus is in the center of it all. I love it. He's there. Okay. How can we, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for um, the women that are, are coming with you or the ones mm-hmm. that, that are just going through the program? How can we pray for the organization? Uh, any any list of things. Give us give us a list of things. How can we pray for you guys? Well, I think you could just like join us in, in Thanksgiving that the Lord will, will meet and supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus and that we will continue to see lives change from now until until the Lord comes back. Just yeah. Just praising him and thanking him for what he's done. He's gonna do, he continues to do and that he continues to be the one getting glory for it all. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are um, so excited to get to see, you know, nine of the women getting baptized and making decisions of faith. And glory to God. That's so great. <laughs> so thank you for what you do. Thank you for um, all the ways that you sacrifice, uh, even if it doesn't feel like sacrifice, right, right, you know, right. it's still, you know, <laughs> you could go off and do your own thing, but you are pouring into, uh, into some, some people that often get overlooked or, or get left behind. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for the ways that you're pouring into them, um, for being a part of the community here and let, and, and allowing us to experience, um, community with them as well. So thank you. Thank of course. You. Well, thank you so much. We, we will we will continue to pray for you guys and hopefully continue to partner with you in even more tangible ways in the future and it's been great to get to know you and get to know this just the things that that uh, you guys are doing out there. Thank you, Brooke. Thank we you. Appreciate you.